I'm Blake Hardcastle. This is the Stories You've Missed podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Stories You've Missed. These are accounts of God's amazing grace in the lives of ordinary people at Grand Parkway Baptist Church. I'm your host, Blake Hardcastle. I serve as a spiritual formation pastor at Grand Parkway, and this podcast is designed to aid the building up of this local body by recalling the works of God. My guest today is Nicole Copeland. She grew up in Florida and earned degrees in geology from Florida State University and Louisiana State University. She worked in the petroleum industry for four years. She's married to Clyde Copeland, the worship pastor at Grand Parkway, and they have three girls, Evie Kate, Mabel Grace, and Nora May. Nicole now is a stay-at-home mom, but before kids, she spent two years in Central Asia serving alongside the local International Mission Board. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you. And today, you're here to talk a little bit about how you've experienced God's grace in, I guess, serving overseas? Yes. So um, when I was in college, I thought I would go to grad school right away. And Grad school for geology. geology. Okay. <laughs> yes. Female geologists here were kind of a, you know, a unicorn. Um, so I thought for sure I'd be going to grad school. Um, and then I feel like in my life, and I suppose it's God's grace, um, God has continued to call me to make what the world would deem illogical choices. Um for him, uh, I have lots of instances in my life, but in this one, I had um, full rides to grad school, and God had just directed my path to fall in love with this group um, called the Saracoli. It's not exactly who I worked with, but I worked with like um, a people group very similar to them. And when I saw them, there was something in my spirit that said, "This is who you need to go to." Now, you said when you saw them, how did you first become aware of them? Um, I went to Urbana, and um, at the time, I think it was in St. Louis, and it's a huge missions conference. Yeah, Urbana's a missions conference every three years, I is think that? so, and I wasn't supposed to go to Urbana. I was supposed to go to Passion, but then I felt like God <laughs> said, go to Urbana. Anyways, again, like for a college student, I think it costs more, and it just seemed yeah, ridiculous, yeah. but I felt called to go. Another illogical choice. Yes. The session I wanted to go to was full, and <clears> so <throat> I just went to the class next door, and in the class next door, I saw this people group, and I just thought, oh my gosh, I love them. I don't I don't even know who they are. Wow. Um, and when I uh, interviewed with the board. I was also interviewing grad school. So I was being wined and dined by universities as well as interviewing with the board. So two very different, <laughs> different things. <laughs> um, and I had a job lined up in Peru and I a just- A job in petroleum? In Peru. No, 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 no. Sorry. Like, a, sorry, a <clears throat> job with the International Mission Board oh, okay. in Peru. Um, like my name was on the, on the paper. Okay. So I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And when I got to the- interview, I just thought, this is this is not for me. And then I thought, well, God, I feel like I'm supposed to use my geology degree. Like, right. where is there a job <clears throat> yeah. that I can be a geologist? <clears throat> so the Lord and his greats, I don't even have a good word, because he's sovereign. Yeah. He knew that there was a job for a geologist in Central Asia. Um, so the there's not always like a supervisor for the country that you're going to. But in my case, my supervisor happened to be in the States during my interview session. He wasn't supposed to be there. Right. And I met him and he tried to scare us like, you know, um, you're going to live in a mud hut. We don't have running water, electricity uh, sporadic. Squatty the winters, potties. That... Oh, yeah. <laughs> squatty potties. Um, the winters are brutal. And... This is the opposite of being wine and dine? By... <laughs> yes, the okay. opposite. Okay. Um. And uh, it's on the border of 
a country that um, the United States still has troops in. So there's that too. Mm -hmm. Um, And by on the border, I mean, like I woke up and looked at this particular country every single day. Um, A lot of elevation, a lot of... Yes, there's lots of elevations. I lived in the high mountains. Uh, So all of that to say, I asked him about this people group, the Saracoli, and he said, oh, I know them. They're in China, but they're the same people group that we work with in in the country in Central Asia. And... um, I was like, you're you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. This is a job for geologists with this people group that yeah. I just found out existed that I love. And, and so, both of these things, God, yes. you know, God made you it's really interested or love geology. So, <laughs> yeah. And these people. Yes. And then merges these two things together. Yes. So um I interviewed, I got accepted. Um, I told my parents which did not go over so well. And so I feel they like- They were excited about grad school? Uh, yes, they were okay. very excited about grad school. Um, they were worried that I wouldn't be able to get a, you know, like a free ride to grad school again. And mm-hmm. how dare I throw away this opportunity? Yeah. And um, of course, you should not go to a country that has American troops. Right. You know, not exactly across the border, but yeah. not far. But let's be safe. Yes, yes, let's let's be safe. Um, but I just remember being on my knees a senior in college and you know, really torn, but just felt the peace of God saying, mm. This is this is what you're supposed to do, and it doesn't make sense to the world, but um it's what I'm calling you to. Yeah. And so um I I signed on with the board, I told grad school, you know, they couldn't wait for me for two years, but right. I said, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll reapply right. with whatever internet I can find. Um, and so God very graciously not only led me to where I was supposed to go, but he opened the way. We had issues with our visa, but he opened the way for us to go. Um, and I often uh, think about the verse that um, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will mm-hmm. give you a desire of your heart. And what I've always said since I've come home is that the desire of my heart was to serve amongst the people that I lived with for two years. But at the time, I didn't even know it was a desire of my heart. So mm. it was like mm. something God revealed to me after the fact because uh, it wasn't easy. But um, it was an incredible two years of growing in the Lord and uh, growing growing like as a person and yeah. growing up. And yeah. um, Two yeah. years seems like a long time. Did it go by quick? Uh, yes and no. There were um, maybe 10 expats total. In okay. a, I think our city had 20,000, but during the winter, avalanches would block all the roads. Mm. So we like literally <laughs> couldn't leave to get to a capital city um, that had no American. Like there was no Starbucks. There was no McDonald's. Right. This is a very poor country in general. But um, it's a 24-hour car ride on unpaved roads through the mountains. You cross rivers with no bridges. I mean, like, hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. There's a reason this guy was trying to scare you away. Yes. Yeah. In fact, uh, Jerry Rankin, who was the president of the IMB, his um, daughter had lived in a country not far away and had visited where I was going. And he goes, oh, you're going to the ends of the earth and then you're turning left and you continue <laughs> to go further. Um, so, yeah. But so I, I, I haven't, unfortunately, I've never been back to visit and- I think I've been back in the States almost 11 years and I still think about them almost daily. Wow. Uh, I still remember some of the language. I was almost fluent when I left. Wow. Um, so yeah, it definitely, it changed who I was. Yeah. God changed who I was. Yeah. 
um, what, what would you say to maybe a parent who's, uh, who's, who's son or daughter? Uh, this seems like missions is, is a growing desire in them. And um, do they need to fear where God might be leading them? Their son or daughter? So I now have three kids myself. Right. And <laughs> they're nowhere near the mission field no. at this point. Um I think there's this I don't want to say wrong thought, but there's this thought that the safest place to be is in God's will. And if that were true, then there wouldn't be martyrs. There wouldn't be mm. Americans who leave and <clears throat> are persecuted in other countries. Yeah. But I do think that if God is calling your child to go somewhere that they need to go. Um, there, uh, yeah, I would just encourage you to continue to pray. Uh, my dad, who I don't believe is a believer, did a really awful job. My mom was a little bit more supportive, but um, it, w- it was really hard not to have their encouragement mm-hmm. or their well wishes. And um, I don't think they fully grasped how much the gospel had captivated my mm-hmm. heart and how yeah. much I needed to tell others. And so as a parent, it's scary, but you just have to trust that God God knows best. Yeah. God knows what's best for your kid. Yeah. Um, and so if he's calling them to go, then they need to go. Yeah. Now, your, your girls are, are little. At this point, if you had to say, mm, I think this is the one who's going to go halfway around the world. Do you, have, do you have an idea? Oh, yeah. This is the one we got to watch out for. Uh, no, but I do remember in my youngest, Nora's dedication, uh, Neil said mm. something about her going to Kazakhstan and mm. us never seeing her again. And I was like, you have the gift of prophecy. Don't don't say such things. But This is the baby dedication in front of yes, the congregation. At the church. Which, which most places is kind of like, you know, obey mommy, obey dad. But yeah. this, yeah. Um. <laughs> So I don't really know. Uh, yeah. I think my prayer right now with young kids is just that um, one day that they'll that they'll love Jesus. Yeah. I pray that over them frequently. Yeah. Like God, just captivate their heart because, um, yeah, it's not it's not guaranteed yeah. that that's going to happen. And so um, that's that's my prayer. But as a parent, thinking about my own children wanting to move around the world, where I may never see them again, mm-hmm. is petrifying. But at the same rate. Um, I can't imagine what my life would yeah. be like had I not gone. Yeah. When you went over there for two years, you know, did you think um, I might do this for a lot longer? Or did you think, oh, two years is it? I'm going back and grad school. What were you thinking at that point? So my first few months were really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was like, how can I, how can I not be here? Can I move to a different team? Yeah. Um, but by the time I left, I was considering adding on an extra year. Um, but where I would have moved to, I'd have been by myself and that just didn't seem like a good idea. Um, so I came back and I went to grad school. Um, Clyde and I got married within that first year of maybe being back home. You. Did you know Clyde before you went overseas? I did, but we, uh, <laughs> we didn't really like, it. well, it's a very long story, but we kind of, the summer that we met, we pretty much hated a strong word, but we strongly disliked each other. Okay. And then uh, he <laughs> promised to pursue me or not pursue, but like write me. And he didn't write me very much. And, you know. Um, while you're in the States or while you're overseas? While I was overseas. Okay. Now, and could then, mail get there? Could Is that? Uh, that does he have a defense? It looked like the mail couldn't get there. He could have emailed more okay. than he did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and phone calls. And, you know, like social media was maybe a thing, but not a thing like it is yeah. now. So that that was not um, an well, option. Interrupt you. you know, the, there is a loneliness to people who are on mission overseas. Yes. 
And and I think sometimes you know, we don't recognize that here that um, that you really are. You know, so there's you know ten expats in a whole whole region where you were. Um, say just a minute or two about the loneliness of that. Yeah. So while I was there, um, I did realize that I felt like if God was going to call me specifically there or somewhere um, like that, that I needed a partner. Mm. Like I, I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. Um, I will also say though, God um, is great sovereignty. So one of my teammates was, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. Uh, <laughs> We just saw very differently. He was a single guy. We kind of got off on a bad foot. Um, but God sent me another female who mm-hmm. came after I had been on the field about three months. And um, it's kind of like a mar- an arranged marriage. We are very, we're best friends now, but yeah. at the get go, it was real rough Yeah. Um, because we're so different. But I had people from my college church praying that God would, God would bring another female yeah. just for that companionship. That camaraderie, yes. Um, yes. And uh, we had that. And so thankfully I had provision um, like that. But long term, um, you definitely need to be a team, like being a lone ranger, especially as a female in a foreign country is mm-hmm. most likely not yeah. ever the way to go. And so if we if we know of some people who are serving and we have access to them, email, we should contact them. Oh, yeah. Uh, contact yes. um emails. I would occasionally get phone calls from friends. Yeah. Um, I would get care packages. If someone from the States is going to the country they live in, like they can personally bring stuff in their suitcase. Right. Um, yes. In fact, my first few months we didn't have Wi-Fi, So we would walk down to the internet cafe about once a month and download all our emails. Mm. And then all the emails that we had written and saved on our computer were then sent out. Yeah. Um, and so I would always look forward to whatever emails yeah, I got yeah. and then take my time to read them. Yeah. Um, the, what, what would you say to someone who is maybe in a, you know, similar experience, you know, to maybe where you were back then of, um, and maybe they're, um, kind of rounding out the end of college or there's some kind of transition in life and are thinking about how do I know if God's calling me to, to do something that doesn't make sense to everybody else? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the spirit definitely prompts your heart, and mm. um, you know. And I had a a mentor in college who always said that um, you know everywhere you go, there's there's missions. The rest is just geography. And mm. so, um, I think right out of college, like a lot of people could go. In my case, the journeyman program through the IMB is only two years, which sounds like a lot, but mm-hmm. in the scheme of in the scheme of life, yeah depending, you know, how long you live. It's really, it's really not that much. And you had asked about going career. So um, when I came home, I felt God was calling me. I felt like I needed to go to grad school. When Clyde and I got married, our plan um, was to be three years in the States and then go with the IMB, uh, obviously. To, To a similar area where you were? Yeah. I, I would have honestly been happy to live in a mud hut for the rest of my life. Like I'm pretty, Mm. (laughs) <laughs> low maintenance. Um, I don't mind squatty potties. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like we were willing to go. Yeah. Um, that is not what God yeah. had in store, but um, he did land me in a county like the most diverse county right. in the state. So um, there is beauty in that. But I think for someone, you know, don't just go over exceeds for an experience, but mm-hmm. if you feel like missions might be something you want to do, um, 
even a six month term or a one year term can really, God can really use that to show yeah. you if, if this is it. Yeah. Um, as you think back about that time, <clears throat> were there ever any events where you go, well, of course this was clearly things got, I mean, all the things you described about, um, even this opportunity was one you never were aware of, never dreamed up. And, and here, because the seminar is full, you wanted to go to, you just happened this other one. Um, you know, you think back, did God do some things where this, this is, I don't know if that's a miracle, but he did something pretty significant while we're there or in you or in the people. Yeah. So, um, there was no massive conversion while we were there. Um, the ground was still pretty hard. Mm -hmm. The Uh, the hearts of the people. Yes. The hearts of the people. Um, but I did see, um, I remember one time where I should have spoken up and I didn't, and I believe God would have performed a miracle, but hmm. I was fearful and um, didn't didn't say anything. And the witch doctor healed the little girl hmm. instead of God. And I I still remember that and repent of my hmm. unbelief. Um, I think uh, God, while I was there, how he changed my heart is he gave me a love for people that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Um, a love for, for the impoverished and um, for hard to reach places and for people who are blinded by what another religion has taught them. Yeah. You were there doing ge- uh, geology. What kind of geology were you doing there? Yeah. Uh, so I work for an NGO. They have, um, Lots of natural disasters, so mudslides, landslides, um, mass wasting events. So in one instance, a glacier calved and had an earthen dam. The earthen dam broke and released um, lots of sediment and rocks that swept down the valley, um, and it completely covered a village. Wow. And so- People in the village when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. I think at least 50 people perished, and there's not- um, there's not like helicopters. There's, mm-hmm. there were no rescue attempts. There was mm-hmm. no rescue that could have been done. Um, family members literally saw family members die. And so that village held a really special place mm-hmm. in my heart. Um, and I would visit them and, um, because of the country dynamics, the people who survived, but lost their homes were sent to another part of the country. That was a different people group that spoke a different language that gave them poor land. Um, and so when they would find land to get back, they would, they were willing to build anywhere. Yeah. So as a geologist and as a Christian, sometimes I would say like, hey, you shouldn't build your house on sand, right. A, because right. structurally that's a bad idea, but also, right. you know, like the house right. built on sand is going to fail. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just lots of reminding people that um, Jesus is the way, the truth, yeah. and the life. How would, you, how would you describe, you know, God's grace to you in... And calling and serving as a journeyman to uh, to a young person, to a nine-year-old. How, how old is your oldest daughter? Six. Six. So when she gets nine, how would you explain this to a <laughs> nine-year-old? I feel like third graders are really able to grasp some of these things finally. Yeah. So um, I'd say God captivated my heart to fall in love with the people that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And then sent me graciously, because I didn't deserve to go, sent me hmm. to love on them and get to um, tell the truth of who he is. Yeah. Does this people group need more missionaries to go? Yeah, so the country is closing down like lots mm. of Central Asia and India or South Asia. Um, so the few people I know who are left, uh, unfortunately, are being kicked out. Kicked out. Um, and this people group 
is um, a sect of Islam that's not really known. And so they're, they're a, a mixture of, of multiple religions, mm -hmm. um, but there are not very many known believers. So yeah. um, yes. And, you know, my heart longs to go back yeah. just to visit and see, but that, that's not, that's not what God has put in my life for point. now. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I, I want to thank you for sharing with us for a few minutes about this. And um, if you're listening and have um, curiosity and questions about missions in general or this people group in particular, you'd be open to the pe people. Yeah. Yeah. You'd enjoy that. Um, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, if you left to a few of these episodes, do us a favor and um, subscribe and, and leave us a review at where you listen to podcasts. If you have suggestions for other stories, you can contact me, Blake, at grandparkway.org. Uh, thank you for listening to The Stories You've Missed.